Welcome to the newest edition of the Screen Follows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And my name is Noah. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about the first two episodes of Game of Thrones and previewing the third episode, as well as talking about Avengers Endgame. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you guys doing? I am doing okay, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing, doing pretty good. Pretty well. <laughs> We're both doing well, Noah. Um, yeah. Someone, one of you sounds like you're like traveling through like a hurricane or something. I don't know who's moving the mic, but one of you definitely is. But yeah, so <laughs> Noah, you always have. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say you've created problems with the intro, but you've definitely shaken things up since you've started being on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to, I, I can't remember if it was like one episode ago or two episodes ago, but we had Brianna on and there was a whole debacle with the intro. We had, like a, <laughs> I swear, I'm not even kidding. We argued like 15 minutes about it uh, because, because I, we were doing the intro and I, uh, Ozzy went and then I pointed to Brianna and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, go and just say your part and she's like we've never done this i'm like yes you have and and then we like i finally came to the conclusion that brianna doesn't do it very often but we definitely have done it i will stand by that she's definitely done it before but she she but she doesn't really like care about it whereas you do so i do like it's in my head that i'm like okay they're on so i've got to do them and then it's so yeah uh you're definitely an agent of chaos um in, in terms of the yeah. intro. I like to shake things up, you know. <laughs> yeah, Ozzy and Brianna definitely got into it about that. Um, but you know what? What else is new, right? Right, Ozzy? Listen, <laughs> man. Look at this one. I'm just... That girl needs to get her situation fixed because of the fact that she is not factual whatsoever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's oh. just over here just like, I haven't done it before. And it's just like, yo... First of all, you were a part of it, okay? It's a great decision that you went to school. No one's blaming you for it, but you stopped being a part of the intro when you started going back to school. So don't blame <laughs> us for it. <laughs> um, but, uh, shout out to Brianna, though, because she is watching Game of Thrones. She's on season four, so I uh, never thought I'd see the day, but hey, there we are. We're here. We're here. We've, yeah, we've, yeah. we've done it. We win. Um, anyway, let's get into Game of Thrones. So, if you are not caught up, up until Season 8, Episode 2, then you might want to skip ahead, go to the Avengers talk. If you don't want to hear Avengers talk, well, then you're kind of out of luck, and, uh, thanks for being, taking part of the show. Um, well, no, my recommendation <laughs> is to just leave it playing, but, like, turn the volume down and put the phone in a different room. Good. So we still get the view. The, yeah, there you <laughs> go. The, Good. The, the listen, so do that if you don't want to hear anything. <laughs> I like that, Noah. There you go. Um, so yeah, if you're not caught up, um, to that point on Game of Thrones, then yeah. Um, but we're going to be talking about the first two episodes because we didn't get to talk about the first one and, uh, this is the time when we would be talking about the second one and previewing the third one. So we got a lot to talk about here and, uh, 
I don't know about you guys, but I have not been disappointed by this season. I know there's, like, some debate about, like, oh, it's been really slow. Blah, blah. I, the last episode was awesome. Like, I, it was such oh, a change uh, of pace um, in terms of, like, just m- a lot more character stuff and character development and uh, just some of these discussions that I think we've been needing to be having and also discussions that I didn't know we needed to have. Like, I really liked last episode. And I even really liked the first episode. I know that one's debated as well for some reason. Um, but what do you, what did you guys think, uh, Ozzy? Um, I mean, a lot of the complaint is mainly, I mean, from what I've heard, is just the fact that it's... These episodes are too short, and I can agree with some people's frustration with that, um, especially with a lot of the ground that they have to cover. But you know, I'm not going to be a dead dead horse over and over again because it's been a topic of discussion with the with the podcast. But yeah, we've um, talked about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't think that it's going slow per se. Um, I it's. To me, I mean, it seems that they have a lot to cover, so I feel like that's why people are a little nervous, just because of the, the amount that they have to cover. I mean, um, we're about to get into this battle, um, you know, tomorrow, um, so, you know, it's more of an emotional baggage for me, <laughs> I think for all of us here, um, but um, this that, that episode's only 58 minutes, so I wonder what they're going to do at that point in time, Wait, how that's going to be executed. Th- you're talking about this coming episode? Yeah. No, because, that I mean, is I incorrect. Think... This episode, this coming episode is 82 minutes. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. What? Yes. You, you sent me the times like a while ago. I am a hundred. They, if that was what it was listed as, they added time. I know that there was some discussion about if they had added time, but I know for a fact this next episode is 82 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said... Yeah, episode three was 60 minutes from what you sent me. Yeah, they've added time. It's 82 minutes now. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll be getting our fill, um, to say the least. Um, but yeah, Noah, what about you? What have you been thinking about this season so far? Um, well, uh, compared to last season, which, I mean, I thought we got like so many just... Last season was a lot of flash and not a lot of substance. Like, I can't... <laughs> I can't even count the number of incredible moments that we had. Like, I mean, just the number of battles and insane set pieces and everything. But I know a lot of people were frustrated at the pace that it went at and the um, the lack of attention to some kind of out-of-character moments, uh, which, I mean, or, or things that didn't actually make sense, mm-hmm. which we won't get into. And for the most part, this season is generally lacking in those uh, negatives of the last season. It really seems to be taking its time. Uh, it has a really good sense for, uh, specifically this last episode, building up to the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. Excuse me. Building up to the Battle of Winterfell, like this whole, like, <laughs> um, to compare it to the Battle of the Bastards, half that episode was building up to the other half, whereas this episode is one whole episode building up to another whole episode. Which is uh, which is pretty crazy to think, and we had so, uh, just little details, little uh, character interactions, um, are all just making me very happy, and also making me very worried for most of the cast, honestly. Um, and uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. with <laughs> with with four four episodes left, I mean, I 
I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Um, yeah, this is this is what I was talking about uh, going into the season that um, we th- – well, there's a couple things. Number one, we basically seen all of the trailer footage at this point, um, mm-hmm. be it – be it in the preview for this next episode or in the first two episodes, I think there's maybe one or two brief shots from trailers that we still will probably not see until uh, episode four. So we literally have no idea what's happening. And I I think that's so cool like that they've been able to do that. And we just, it's so unpredictable. And um, I hope that it continues to be unpredictable. I hope it doesn't have a straightforward ending that uh, some people <clears throat> want. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just really looking forward to uh, the rest of the season, especially this upcoming episode. But let's talk about what is likely to happen here. Some of these character deaths and stuff like that, that people are anticipating and expecting. Um, can we all agree that Grey Worm is the most dead of all deads? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when you start talking about beaches, and it's like, dude, you're not making it out of this battle alive. There's no way. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like, you think uh, certain characters might, like, in some way, they, they might get, like, get separated or find a way to survive. But, like, Grey Worm, it is his <laughs> almost function to die in this situation. Yes. Like, he cannot, he, he's not allowed to give up, he's not allowed to run away. He has to fight. Um, and there are other characters that I feel like could in some way. They don't have as much stake in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like like Barrack or, I don't know, maybe Tormund. Hmm. Uh, no, they, 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 well, actually, excuse me, not Tormund. Uh, I was thinking of someone else. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, but like that, that's the only thing I could see someone like kind of getting away. Because it seems like it's all or nothing here in this, uh, in, in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I think that's kind of the impression they want us to get. I still don't know 100% if that's going to be the case, though. I could see some sort of retreat situation happening. Um, I don't quite know how that would work, but I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, what, what, I guess my question is, what characters are you expecting to go? Um, and get, throw, throw out a wild card there, uh, too, because, like, I, I want to hear your crazy one that... It would be really shocking if they actually went. Uh, Ozzy, who's going to die? Brian of, of Tars. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I like, think I that would, makes sense. The only reason why I would surmise that is just because like, she would go out with, you know, with just have gotten her, like everything that she wants. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she got knighted, especially by the person that she loves, you know, in a glorious battle. It's poetic. (laughs) (laughs) I think that makes tons of sense. To me, it comes down to it's either Jamie or Brienne. I don't see them both going. Um, But being as they're both fighting, like, right next to each other, like, it's going to be one of the two. Um, I guess by default I would choose Brienne because you're right from a writing perspective. Like, her storyline has basically come full circle. Um and, but so has Jamie's, and that's the weird part too, right? Where Jamie, well, I think Jamie's character, his story has kind of come full circle as well. But I also, I still am a believer that he's going to be the one who kills Cersei. Like I know that. Oh, absolutely. I, I know that's absolutely. not necessarily something they've established in 
uh, th that prophecy is not something they've established in the show. But at the same time, like, I still think it makes sense, even without a prophecy, like, it makes sense for him to be the one to do it. Um, so, like, I can't decide between the two of them. I guess by default I'd say Brienne, but I think, yeah, it's going to be one of the two, in my opinion. Uh, Noah, what are you? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would think Brienne is the most fitting to die because mm -hmm. um, she is the most central character and, like you said, got everything she wanted. Um, I don't... I think of the characters who are down in the crypt, I, I don't see any of them really dying. I don't see any purpose because they kind of just put, like, the non-fighters out of the way. So I think... Of the people who are going to die, it's going to be the people on the battlefield, which, you know, mm -hmm. obviously makes sense. Um, I, uh, God. Um, Theon, maybe Theon. Yeah, Theon's I, I definitely a good die. candidate. Like, I could definitely see, because Theon's protecting uh, Bran. Mm -hmm. The Night King just kind of walks up, kills Theon. <laughs> and then, I don't know what it is. Just, well, talk about a storyline that's kind of come full circle. Like, he goes from, yeah, you could. know, starting at Winterfell as basically a captive to betraying Rob to attacking Winterfell and now defending it. Like, you know, come yeah. on. Um, yeah, that, that one makes tons of sense to me. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about the crypts. We'll get there because, uh, you know, it's interesting that they keep reminding us that it's safe. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk about the crypts in a little bit, but I want to keep talking uh, about some of these characters here. Um, uh, oh. What? Uh, my oddball death uh, ghost. <laughs> yeah, I if, can see you know, that. He's been missing for three seasons and they bring him back just to kill him. That yeah. would be, I'd be really mad about that. Well, I think I, I think that's a very strong possibility, to be honest. Like, it honestly yeah. feels like they're bringing him back just because people were complaining about it. Um, like, <laughs> he was in the far left frame <laughs> of one shot. Yeah. Of, or like of a handful of shots. And he didn't even, you know, he didn't even, he didn't bark or anything. He's, yeah. he's not even... Back. He, I, I, you know, if this next episode doesn't have Ghost uh, biting a white's head off or or something like that, mm. I'll I will be equally disappointed if if he then if he were just to die. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to talk about Arya because by horror movie logic, she should be dead. <laughs> she had sex. She dies. Um, yeah. Now I know this isn't necessarily a horror movie, but I mean, I don't know. That's com pretty compelling evidence to me. Um, but I, I think that could be one. I'm not. I don't. I'm not very confident in this one. Like I don't think this is definitely going to happen. But I think that could be one that if they wanted to really throw one in there that that pulled like a red wedding level of pain on the viewer. I think Arya is a good candidate because she is not necessarily like she's not your Daenerys or your Jon, but we are so attached to her and mm -hmm. to see her go in that way, I think could be fascinating. And, you know, this can also, I guess, lead into the crypt discussion because we still like we are going to get that shot of her running away scared. And that leads to the question of what in the world could make Arya run away scared? Um, and that kind of leads to that, you know, that popular theory. It's popular at this point. I, I've been saying it for a while, but it's popular now that the Crips aren't going to be safe. And I think that we could see some dead, uh, 
familiar faces coming back um, down Ooh. in the crypts. <laughs> um, and that, I think, could be something that makes Arya run. Um, it's certainly a possibility. I don't know. What, what are you thinking about the crypts? You mentioned that you think everyone in the crypts is safe, but are, so are you not a believer in this popular kind of theory? Well, now that you say that, um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did hear some jokes that were like, "Oh, wow, yeah, let's let's hide all of our people down in the area from the enemy who can raise the dead. <laughs> let's, let's hide them in the place where we bury people." Yeah, that's that, that's a great idea. Um, I don't know. They did highlight the crypts in a lot of ways. I I didn't realize. Well, I, I guess that that is how the Night King's powers work, right? Yes. They're just dead. He can bring them back. He doesn't have to like have them killed. Or I don't think so. Um, there's. It's not necessarily clear, but it seems like well. he can just raise dead people. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of like very very dead people. <laughs> like so, I don't know how yeah. that would work. Um, Some like actual just skeletons. Yeah, uh, not I, that difficult. Yeah, <laughs> like but maybe like a, what if we got like a dead Rick on? Like he hasn't been that that long. Like he could be rotting still. I don't know. That that could be interesting. <laughs> um, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, yeah. um who, guess, who's gonna be I, down there that we, that we know? Gilly. Uh, I know Varys. Varys. Uh, Tyrion. I'd be I'd be very sad if uh, Varys died. I don't, I'd be sad. You know, there's not a character in this show that I wouldn't be sad if they died. Cersei. Um, I get it. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> it's um, yeah. Ozzy, what are you thinking about the Crips? I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, that dead Starks can come out of there. Just because, you know, like you said, I mean, the dead Starks are there and, um, you know, the Night King raises the the dead. So I definitely think it's a possibility. I But at the same time, I don't see I don't I don't see that being like a main factor. Like, I don't mm-hmm. see that being like a main thing. OK, I think the main thing. So what's Arya running from? I think one, I think there may be one or, or, or like three that get in, but I don't think he'll necessarily go in raising the dead from within the, within the crypts. Because okay. there's no way that he knows. You know what I mean? And on top of that, to me, he's trying to get Bran. So I don't think that he would necessarily know, hey, there's dead Starks here, let me go ahead and raise them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um all right. Well, okay. Let's get let's get into this plan. So their plan seems to be, and there's been a little bit of complaint that I've seen about this plan, and I think it's fair. Like it doesn't seem like the most thought out plan in the world. Um, but basically, they're going to use Bran as bait because Bran has said that the Night King is after him, which is a interesting piece of information that I don't think we necessarily knew. Uh, I think yeah. we you can kind of infer it, but at the same time, like I don't think we knew that for sure. And it's interesting to hear Bran say it. Um, so Bran is going to be in the Godswood, which I don't think is a coincidence that he wants to be in the Godswood. I think there's a reason for that. I, I don't quite know what it is, but I think he's going to do some sort of magic magic thing. Um, and Theon and the Ironborn are going to be defending him, and basically everyone else is just going to be fighting the Army of the Dead outside the walls trying to buy them time while they essentially draw the Night King out, and then Daenerys and Jon are going to pounce, essentially. Is this plan working? 
Um, I, I mean, you know, there's four episodes left. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to happen. Something's, I, I mean, they pretty much nailed down the fact that, well, I, I, it, it, dude, it is just, I, I, I have no answers. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> it's hard to predict. I don't know what's going to, it's, it's <laughs> impossible to predict. I think, I think it can work, but I do think that if it does work, one, it'll come at a very, very big price. Mm. And if it also does work, a lot of it would have been improvised. Yes, <laughs> that's very fair. <laughs> because at the same time, like, you know, when, when the Night King, when we first saw the Night King go for Bran, um, one of the things that we saw was um, the Night King can summon spikes from within the ground. And I don't think that a lot of people are accounting for that. I think there's some unknown powers that the Night King has that Bran hasn't necessarily relayed over to John. So there's a lot of factors as well that I feel that the entirety uh, of the people, you know, that are fighting, you know, the living don't know about the Night King. So, I mean, I, you know, anything could happen, especially with the fact that he does have, um, they're also not counting the fact from what we saw, um, you know, the uh, Viserion, I think that's what the dragon's called. Yes. They're also not counting for that fact either. So, I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. <laughs> All it's right. gonna be definitely. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard, especially when you have a dead dragon yeah. on, uh, on, the, on the on his side. So we'll see. <laughs> well, okay. Well, another popular theory that I used to hold, but I don't hold anymore, is that uh, the Night King's not even there, and he's going to King's Landing. A lot of people think that's the Ooh. case. <laughs> I wouldn't I, that be insane? <laughs> that would be nuts. But to me, it doesn't add up because Bran would know that, yeah. right? Or at the very, what if he sends? I mean, you know, he sends part of his army south or yeah. something like that. I, it's possible. Maybe Bran's wrong. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe he's messing with Bran. Like he's like showing Bran what he wants to see. Like I don't know if the Night King even has that power, um, but. It's interesting. I, I I don't necessarily buy that theory anymore. I used to think that, but I I don't think that anymore. Just because the brand thing doesn't add up to me unless they kind of throw us a curveball, which is possible, I guess. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we see in that trailer based on this little plan here. Because, uh, you know, we see Daenerys on her dragon. We still have not seen any shots of the Night King on the dragon. So that's an interesting, to note, interesting thing to note. Uh, we do see Jon... But he is noticeably on the ground, on foot, fighting. Hmm. Noticeably. I, you know, they show multiple shots of him fighting on the ground. And he clearly rides the dragon away to, the, to that hillside with, with Daenerys, which we'll talk about what's going on between those two. Um, but does he lose the dragon? Does he just get off the dragon? I, I, a lot of people think he's going to lose the dragon. To me, I think... I, I think Drogon could be the one to go if we lose a dragon. Can can you imagine if Drogon's the one to go and uh, Rhaegal has, like, attached itself to Jon at this point, so Jon's the only one? <laughs> Yikes. That'd, like, make it, that'd make it even more awkward. Oh, like, that would be like so John crazy. <laughs> yeah. Jon comes in, now the heir to the throne, and now is now gets... He's uh, the Daenerys one with the dragon, yeah. And, and Daenerys is just like... Oof. 
Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but see, everything, like, I want that to happen. I don't necessarily think it will happen. I think if if we start losing dragons, I think Drogon's going to be the last surviving dragon. Um, it, whether he survives the show, I don't know. But I think they kind of, you know, Drogon's the one we know most. So I think that's most likely going to, he's going to be the one to survive the longest. Um, but I think it's certainly a possibility that Rhaegal dies here too. Um, just based on the fact that we keep seeing, like, in the trailer, we see John at least twice on the ground fighting. Why would he maybe, be? Uh, yeah. Are we just we're just assuming that John is comfortable enough riding the dragon? That's true. I mean, I don't I don't know what John adds to the dragon flying. I'm sure he is more functional on the ground because the dragons can yeah. operate independently. Oh, that's you know, like, very true. But yeah. the, why, the, this goes into more of the planning stuff. Why, you know, it seems like everyone has accepted that John and Daenerys are both going to be riding these dragons. That's an interesting assumption that everyone's just making. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's a logical assumption. Well, no. It's a logical assumption. Or from a story. Well, from, I mean, like, from a the story character's piece. perspective. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, Varys and uh, Tyrion are like, so he's just like riding the dra- he's a dragon rider now like I, that's interesting that they've kind of everyone's just accepted this as like John rides the dragon now um that's just <laughs> that's strange to me it's a little strange it's strange um and that kind of plays into that conversation to go back to episode 1 a little bit i think one of the more fascinating conversations in episode 1 is when davos is the one who proposes the proposal um about them getting <laughs> about them getting married. I think that's really fascinating. Um, and then their, their response to that, that uh, I think Varys is the one who says it, where he's like, um, you overestimate our influence or something like that. He talks about how they're not necessarily going to listen to us. Um, I, that, was, that conversation was really interesting to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, l- l- you want to talk about John and Daenerys? Because there is some yeah, I, I, I do. meat um, to talk, meat on the bone there. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting because uh, Daenerys told Sansa that, or I, wait no, Sansa told Daenerys, I believe that she that that John loves her, and um, I believe Daenerys said to someone that some at some point that she loves John. Like I think she told Sansa that you know, she loves uh, Sansa's brother. So it's like, and I'm and I'm not really feeling that. I'm not feeling the love between the two characters, if I'm being honest. Really? I, I, I don't know. I you mean, think it's a chemistry it's a, issue, or do you think it's you, you, I mean, you just don't the actually thing. think they're in love? I, I, I see. That's that's the thing. I mean, I don't want to say it's a chemistry issue because I've seen them like in behind the scenes, and they seem pretty buddy buddy. And there, there's no um, instance of. I mean, Daenerys is kind of a cold person in general mm-hmm. and John has had no outlet um, to be a normal person um, <laughs> so it's 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 interesting they're not you know they can only really be dramatic with one another um, so I, I I don't know I mean Daenerys looked pretty um, pretty mad <laughs> in, a, in a way when he told her, that uh, she was the, uh, or that he was the, the heir to the throne. Okay, this is what I was wanting to get to. All right, this, yeah, this all right, is what it's go. all about here. Uh, it's how we read that reaction. I think yeah. a lot of people are reading it exactly like you're reading it, what, that she's mm-hmm. pissed. I've heard even some people go in, she, that they read in her eyes like, oh, I have to kill him. And I, <laughs> I don't, 
I don't get in that. In the moment, I did think that for like half a second. A lot I of, I, I don't. A lot of people are reading it that way, and I think that's completely valid. I, I, I don't. I have never read that. And this goes back. Maybe this is just because this is not how I perceive Daenerys in general. Um, a lot of people seem to think that she's going. She's going to turn like evil, or she's going to start burning people, and she's going crazy, and she shouldn't have burned the Tarleys, and. I, she's conquering a kingdom. Like, I don't know. I've never bought into this. Like she's, you know, she's a loose cannon and she's like insane. I I don't buy that. So that's just not how I perceive her. And to me that, that read more as like, this is her world shattering. Like this is her finding out that she is not actually the heir to the throne. Uh, that's how I read it, and uh, t- some of Amelia Clark's comments have uh, led into that as uh, kind of uh, added to that as well. Like to me, that's how I, that's how she was trying to play it, and I think I don't know. It's just interesting that you know you, you I think they did do a good job of like get, give, getting these reaction shots with no words, so we're left to kind of try to interpret what everyone's you know thinking. And I, I don't know, uh, Ozzy. How do you read that? Her reaction. I think that she was obviously mad, but mad at the fact that, like, her whole world is literally shattered, like, yeah. in a matter of a minute. <laughs> I mean, so she's definitely mad. But I mean, like, like, like you said, I mean, her, her entire everything that she's built herself on, you know, like her whole, all of her titles that she's come up with this <laughs> entire time everything um you know she's everything that she's done she's felt that she's done to you know to become the queen of the seven kingdoms to finally get that and she's so close to doing that you know she took a sidestep and 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 you know found love now she's about to fight his war like she told sansa and then all of a sudden now right when she's you know mm-hmm. you know right there close to get it she gets this big bomb like this big truth bomb letting her know like hey by the way you don't have a claim at all to the throne well she has a claim it's not the best claim. a claim not the only claim yeah <laughs> and i mean that's also a thing people have been talking for the past few seasons about like claims and birthrights to the throne and it's like when you're talking about like it's like it's like what um what Tyrion said it's it, they don't really help the people of Westeros at all. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of in a good position to reject anybody who's got claims to the throne. They're like, no, we're we're done with this. The whole Game of Thrones, you know, conflict is entirely around who's got the best claim. And, and you know, the citizens and uh, people who live in Westeros have a perfectly good right to say, well, you know, why should we follow anyone? Especially a Targaryen. I mean, that's just the funniest thing, is that Daenerys, I don't see that changing anything. I mean, I she's, her, her strategy, I feel like, uh, would have best been to become the people's queen, to be more likable and, yeah. uh, you know. And she's not doing herself any favors in the north right definitely now. Definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not doing herself any favors. It's a it's a difficult uh, PR road she's going to have to go down after the war is finished to sort of get the people back on her side, or yeah. well, to get them on her side. Period, because they were never on her side. Well, they were opposed to her. Yeah, and, and this kind of leads us to that conversation between her and Sansa because her and Sansa, the, that was the conversation of all of the conversations I was looking forward to in episode two, and there was a lot to look forward to, and there was a lot to love. 
that was the one I was looking forward to the most because Sansa, as many people who listen to this podcast know, I've been a huge defender of. And to me, she has completely proving me right this season. Like she has been awesome this season. And to see her and Daenerys go back and forth and I I don't I don't know how you guys read that conversation at all from Daenerys's perspective, but uh, did, to me that was the fakest of fake conversations I've ever seen in my life from Daenerys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's coming in there like, oh, we've both been doing a great job ruling. <laughs> John's yeah, so short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at us women in power. You know, <laughs> it's like you know that. She is literally, she's just trying to be like, oh, this, she's going to buy this hook, line, and sinker. And Sansa sees right through it. She sees right through it. She's like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Like, um, you know, she plays the game because that's what Sansa has learned how to do from people like Littlefinger and from people like Cersei. But, you know, Sansa just gets straight to the point. She's like... What about the North? You know, and she tells her exactly what she's expecting. And when Daenerys realizes that she, you know, she's not having it, Daenerys pulls back. And I think that's, I, I think that's really like a fascinating. It was such a good conversation. Um, yeah, I, I just I loved it, and I think it that, and then the scene after uh, showed that Daenerys doesn't necessarily understand this. She doesn't understand the North. She doesn't understand these people. Even someone like Sansa, like, from Daenerys' perspective, all she's thinking is, well, you know, the people should love me. I'm coming to save them, you know? And I think it's really telling. You you mentioned it before, Noah. I think it's really telling that she says, or maybe it was Ozzy, I can't remember, but it's really telling that she says, I'm coming to fight Jon's war. She still doesn't see this as her war. After all of this, she lost a dragon and she still does not see it as John or as her war. She sees it as John's war. I think that's really telling uh, to you know how she views this situation. Uh, she views herself as this like uh, you know savior type character and, who everyone should be thankful for. And Sansa gives her a little bit of truth, like, "Hey, we earned the North, and we should be able to keep it." And you know, I don't think Daenerys necessarily takes that well and then to see you know theon does what he's supposed to do when he shows up theon does what he's supposed to do he you know uh bends the knee to daenerys and he says my queen or whatever and then what's he do he looks at sansa and says i want to fight for winterfell if you'll have me and daenerys's reaction i don't know if you guys caught that but daenerys's reaction was really fascinating there I think there's a lot to read into in, you know, how she, you know, when she sees Sans and Theon hug. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's She's interesting not, I to, mean, me. to me. To me, it's because she doesn't realize, you know, the, the effect that her family is having. I mean, like, this isn't, yeah. this isn't not Orm Moraine where, you know, this is, this is a brand new reputation for the Targaryens. And I mean, like, nobody knows her family name there. You know, mm -hmm. she, she's completely... That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like she's she has a, you know, people of Marine and of Noth loved her because she's known for setting them free. You know what I mean? In when she, when she comes to Westeros, no one's looking to be set free. Everybody's just looking to have their independence at this point in time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. On top of that, people are trying to fight. You know what the North is preparing for is to fight the dead. You know what I mean? Like this isn't this isn't a battle for. 
you know, slavery. This is a battle for life. So, I mean, it's she's in a completely different ballgame at this point in time, and I, I don't think she's necessarily understanding that, you know? Um, so it, 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 is, it is interesting, you know? And I also had a conversation with, with a few of my coworkers, and I was surprisingly defending Sansa there as well, uh, because some people want her... Some people thought that she would think that she will die this, this upcoming episode. And I don't think it's going to happen because of the fact that she's so important to the battle that, that is going to be, that is, that is of uh, King's Landing at that point in time. Due to the fact that Sansa, if it's anything that she's proven this season, is that she knows Cersei better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, she knows how capable Cersei is. She does not underestimate Cersei at all. So, to me, I mean, this if any if it's anything that we that I saw this episode is that one, you know, Sansa is is a very capable leader, um, and two, I mean, Daenerys does not know what she's dealing with when it comes to um, Westeros. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it's it's very difficult to to come from a place where you know you're coming, you know, everybody worships you, everybody respects you, everybody loves you, to a place where nobody likes you because you know your history and on top of that people have gone through so much yeah just to secure their kingdom to have their freedom so it's kind of like she's doing the opposite now where she's conquering the lands due, due to the fact that she she thinks that they're hers so it's 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 completely different mm-hmm. um so yeah that's where I'm, that's where i think she's having difficulty yeah and i think it's they put us in a fascinating position. They've they've done this basically because they want us to start viewing her as us being not sure about how we feel about her, right? Because if they would have started with her just attacking, you know, or her going after Cersei, and the, they deal with the Cersei plot first, and then they deal with the you know the White Walkers plot, then we still would have be, been viewing her as a you know a likable kind of main protagonist of this show because she you know she goes from you know being this underdog type character who you know she's been thrown out of her country and she's trying to get back and get back to her rightful place to you know now she's conquering this evil character who we've we've hated for seven seasons right in Cersei but no they send her essentially they send her to the north first to basically in a we in a roundabout way subjugate people that we know and that we like and we're like Ugh, why are you doing this <laughs> this is frustrating um so i think they've done a good job of setting us up with to have mixed feelings about daenerys um as a character but yeah um and i agree with you ozzy sans is too important to the politicking side of the show to her to, for her to die next season or next episode i i don't think it's gonna happen next episode um she is yeah, I mean- very unlikely to die in my opinion yeah, I mean, she, to me, I mean... She it, basically rules the North. Yeah, if, if I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, if I'm going to go as far as to say, I mean, if it's anything that I will surmise that she will be later going to fall by the end of the show. Um, yeah. She just has... She she She's just very intelligent at this point in time. Her character has, you know, looking back at where she was and where she is now, she's drastically changed. She does not... She literally has the mentality of, of Littlefinger. Hey, and, really, and, actually, and really good word line. choice right there. I just want to pop in. <laughs> Jurassic. That's a good. That's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, like she has them, and she has a, she has a mentality of, of Littlefinger and Cersei combined. Yeah. So it's interesting that she has those two, 
mentalities combined and, and it's just caused such a dramatic Jurassic change in her character. And when she's going up against everybody, you know, she's, she literally just proved, you know, Tyrion wrong, mm-hmm. you know, she was right. And she also, I, I, you know, that first piece of dialogue, I loved when she told Daenerys, you shouldn't have trusted her either. Yeah. So it, man, I, I love the dialogue between so the two. Good. And, and, you know, I, I think, Daenerys is going to have to try a lot harder to prove herself to Sansa. Yeah. All right. Uh, last question that I have in relation to this episode, uh, and then we can move on to Avengers because we probably should at this point. Uh, we see in Melisandre this episode or no? No. Oh, uh, oh, do we, are we seeing her in the next episode? Is that your yes, question? in the next episode. Does she, have a, does she have a Gandalf coming in at the last moment uh, to save the day moment? Um, I, I, it's possible. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had not thought of that. I don't actually remember the last time we saw Melisandre. I, we I saw her on time. Dragonstone after she, yeah, and she left. Yes. Right. Yes. After John shows up, uh, she says she's going back to Essos, but it's her destiny, essentially much like Varys. She specifically says, uh, to die in this strange country. In this, okay, all right, being Westeros. Yes. That's interesting. Uh, I, I hadn't even thought of that now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, would she bring, like, a bunch of priests and stuff like that? That's and, one uh, theory. I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people, <laughs> I think, I think Ozzy, if I'm not mistaken, you're on the camp that maybe she comes back with something like a Lightbringer or something like that. Ooh, I don't think that she'll bring Lightbringer, but I do think that she has something to do with Lightbringer because mm-hmm. a lot of the theory is is that Daenerys is going to be the one, you know, to ultimately die to create Lightbringer. But I mean, since Melisandre said that she will die in this strange land, I do, you know, there's not only me, not only myself, but there's other people that think that since she is a servant of the Lord of Light, that she'll actually be the one to um, be. Uh, as Carlos, you know, this prophecy, Misa Misa. Yeah. Um, so that's my theory. I think she'll bring, I think she'll be Nisa Nisa. Hmm. Um, I just think she's taking care of business before she goes home. And, you know, All right. Does that. <laughs> All right. Well, we certainly have a lot to, uh, a lot to look forward to. And uh, I just did confirm it. 82 minutes is the official runtime for uh, this Dang. coming episode. So uh, it's going to be a All thick right, well. episode. Um, and I love the fact that we haven't been getting uh, titles until basically an hour or so after the episode releases. Uh, I, I think that's uh, interesting that they're being so protective, but also not being protective because um, this is two episodes in a row that have leaked before, by the way. Both episodes have leaked beforehand. So um, come on, HBO, get it together. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on and briefly as briefly as we can, talk about Avengers Endgame. Uh, the bulk of this discussion, uh, we're, all right, we will be doing this discussion, we'll establish this right now, spoiler free. We're not talking about any spoilers for Avengers Endgame just yet. The bulk of our Avengers Endgame discussion will be um, in the next episode. We'll be doing a massive, all we're going to be talking about is Avengers Endgame uh, spoiler review. So be on the lookout for that and be looking forward to that. But yeah, this is going to be a lower scale, (laughs) um, uh, normal-ish review, as normal as we can make it for Avengers Endgame. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, 
Ozzy. Let's start with Ozzy. Uh, I use, I think you might have seen this the latest out of any of us, which is shocking, but also uh, unfortunate because you had a ticketing issue, which sucks. But Ozzy, uh, I think I know the answer to this, but what do you think of Avengers Endgame? Oh, man. Um, man, I am... I'm beyond words, man. Um, I'm, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Beyond words. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. So... No, what about you? Um, um, I'm sorry. What's the question? <laughs> what do you think of Avengers Endgame? Oh, I had fun. It was a good movie. <laughs> Yikes! Um, you know, I, I walked out of it, and um, you know, you can't uh, don't don't want to spoil anything. You know? yeah. So I, I was I was silent until uh, me and my family got into the car, and I just kind of um, I don't know what the sound was, but it was just kind of like a like an ah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, of of excitement and, uh, and and sort of complacency for what I had just viewed, it was very uh, exciting. There was I feel like it. Um, we don't want to get into specifics, yeah. But the conceit worried me when they were sort of pitching it to me, and I was like, oh. Um, but uh, when I started to see where it was going. And to sort of like, it, it was just, it was, wow. I mean, you know, they, and, you know, again, we're, we're tiptoeing around spoilers, mm-hmm. but they wrapped it up in such a, such a perfect and um, ob- just, just the best kind of uh, bow they could have done it in. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that a great word to describe this is satisfying. I think that th- this is a franchise like we've never seen before. Um you know, everyone we keep everyone likes to say or it now. we'll probably ever see again. Yeah, exactly. And everyone has been saying it's been repeated ad nauseum and you know, I'm just gonna say it again, but you know, everyone keeps talking about like eleven years, twenty two movies or whatever it is, right? Um and this is the culmination of it all. And I feel like we've been saying this because, you know, we've said it with Infinity War, we said it with, but this is truly this is it. Like you know, this is kind of the end of the road for this arc in the MCU and it's I um, it's exactly what you wanted, and it was. I, I, I know that you know. There's some like discussion about like, oh, I was completely like shocked. To me, this is basically exactly how I thought it would go, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, it can be you know expected, but also extremely satisfying and you know, well done. This movie is just a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's like, there's no way around it. Like, I don't care at the end of the day, like whether you think something's going to happen or not, like whether all my game of Thrones predictions comes true or not, if the episode's oh. good, it doesn't freaking matter. Like I, I won't care that I guessed everything if like I was entertained the entire time. And that's exactly mm-hmm. how I feel with this movie. Like I was completely and thoroughly entertained and it was just awesome. It was, we'll, we'll never see anything like this again. I think you're completely right, Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting. I mean, we're you know again tiptoeing around spoilers. Is it a spoiler to say what doesn't happen? Because I had some ideas uh, and suspicions. Some people might consider it. So let's be careful. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> then I, I I won't say it. I guess I'll save it for the spoiler. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll probably have like people call in because we have so many people who want to mm-hmm. talk about this freaking movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ozzy, uh, what what are some of the things without getting into too much detail that you did like about this movie? Um, what do you got? 
Um, it's hard to talk about. I know. I like the tone of this movie. It's completely different from anything that we've seen before. I like to say so. This was definitely. Um, this definitely set the bar. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if any movie was supposed to be different tonally, um, this definitely set the bar for how how drastic it is hmm. of a change. You know, if you go in and you look at the previous films and you go into this one, the tone of this movie is completely different. Um, so it it's that's what I'll that's what I'll that's that's one thing that I appreciated was the was the the difference in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the chemistry that we see with some of these uh, characters interacting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely interesting just to see it. You know, we see Rocket, uh, in, you know, interact with, with the Avengers, and it's interesting to see him be a part of that. It's interesting to see him be um, a part of that dynamic. So, it, you know, seeing this, um, and, and this is not necessarily a spoiler, <laughs> Um, so, but, but seeing that it's, it's, it's really cool, um, just to kind of see how they would all kind of work together as a team. So I liked it. It was, it was really, really something awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, to speak on the tone uh, a little bit, like you're talking about, uh, to me, one of the things I was super nervous about was how are they going to, you know, because, all right, obviously we know, you know, there's a Black Panther movie coming. There's a Spider-Man movie coming. That was one of the major things everyone's talking about. Like, come on. Like, why would you kill off those characters in the previous movie if you're going to announce that they have another movie coming out, like, the next day? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So there was that level of nervousness. Like, how do they handle this and maintain a tone appropriate for the events of, you know, of Infinity War? And I think they kind of nail it. Like, they do a good job of, you know, giving us actual, like, it feels like there are stakes for this core group of characters, uh, even though, at the end of the day, we kind of have an idea of what, how this is going to go. We still have, you know, a sense of, uh, you know, I I don't know the word, but a sense of, like, weight to what's happening. Um, I think they do a good job of that. But then also in classic MCU style, which, you know, it is its own style at this point, they maintain the humor. Like, this movie is funny. This might be, uh, in a weird way, one of the funnier uh, MCU movies that we've gotten. Um, There's so many moments when I just kind of just burst out laughing. And even uh, our good friend of the show, Tarion, (laughs) said that he's not one to, like, just crack up laughing in movies. But this movie got him quite a few times. Um, So... Yeah, I think this, yeah, you're completely right, Ozzy. It, it kind of nails it um, in that respect. And the story is, uh, the, the the plot of it, and I think you were talking about, like, uh, Noah, when, you know, they're selling you, they're trying to sell you on, like, the idea of what the plan is, what's going on. Um, I, I understand, like, that definitely kind of, like, it was, I don't know, there's reason to be nervous, like, how are they going to pull this off? But you're completely right. They do, and it's and, and it's completely entertaining from start to finish. I heard mm-hmm. one complaint about this movie that, um, you know, it, the first two hours are kind of like, eh, and then the the last hour is like mm-hmm. incredible. I don't buy that at all. Like I was entertained from start to finish with, from this movie. I have some yeah. problems with some of the internal logic of some of the things that happens at the end, but we'll talk about that in the spoiler review. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I don't think this is a perfect movie by any means, and you know, Terry mm. can fight me about that uh, any day of the week when he texts me like, oh, oh 10 out of 10. Stuff. It's like, oh, sh- no. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's, it was just awesome. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely think um, it was entertaining. I was sitting in the theater. I was entertained the entire time. But at the same time, I was thinking about uh, rewatching, which I'm going to do handful of times uh, when movie. i go to the theater it is a three-hour movie <laughs> and it and at certain times it does kind of feel like three hours hmm. things are always happening yeah but they don't feel like they're happening at the speed at which like in a rewatch i'd be like okay here we go like i know like you know for example infinity war every when i every time <laughs> and it was multiple times that i went to the theater to watch it again i like every you know 10 minutes, I was like, oh, shoot, that's going to happen. I've got this to look forward to. I'm going to get to see this again. It's going to watch this again, and then this and this and this. And there's just so many, like, things that I'm looking forward to. And with this, it with Endgame, it's a very um, – it, it is a, a slope, hmm. you know, in terms of my general, like, excitement for um, uh, for the things that are being conveyed on screen. And that might just be the, the, uh, the kind of – you know, lowbrow. I just want to see people fight, and I want to have these emotional moments. That that part of me, um, but I, I do think that this movie intentionally um, has a has a gradual buildup. It doesn't there. It does not um, indulge itself very much yeah. until the end. So which, you know, yeah. If I'm getting you right, you're you're basically you're kind of saying that like it's. You know, it takes its time, but it's not, not that's not necessarily a bad thing. It might just oh, no, affect no. rewatchability. Yes. Okay. Um, Interesting. Like, I, I feel like had I, you know, for example, had I have I see, if if in an example, I have seen uh, both Infinity War and Endgame the same number of times, and have lived with them the same amount of times. I think I would choose to watch Infinity War again just because I know that it is so everything happens so quickly and it's so immediate. And, uh, I mean, the pacing is, is relatively good, you know, or it, it, it's, it's, you know, pretty exceptional, actually. Uh, you know, it, it bounces between uh, the three different storylines uh, pretty effortlessly, you know, yeah. it goes back and forth. It always, you know, it's always giving you something interesting. Whereas this movie does take its time. Yeah. And when you're, uh, w- when you end up with the other characters, uh, I think it, at, I don't, I think it's about five, it's like five storylines at one point, like five yeah. different people, five people are at different places at one time. Um, it's very much a point, sci-fi epic. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sprawling in its, uh, in its scope. And that does feel like it hinders it a bit because I'm kind of like, um, like I, I don't have, um, you know, in some movies you're like, Oh, I'm wondering what this character is doing. And then a few minutes later, the movie's like, oh, well, you know, you were wondering, here they are. We're going to yeah. check in on them for a little. With this movie, it was kind of like, um, I don't know where we're going. We're just kind of, it, it felt like we were kind of bouncing around. And that's, you know, that that's okay. But um, uh, it does, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and to speak on that and to kind of the, the length issue as well, like I know, you know, the big storyline went uh, in terms of this movie, like behind the scenes, well, when it, they're trying to cut it down from three hours and they're like, 
oh man, we, we can't, we just can't cut it down from three hours. It doesn't, it's not working. And I know like there's probably, you know, some film professors and even some directors eye rolling like the entire time when they were hearing that, like, come on, if you can't tell, you can't tell a story with it in, in an hour and a half, then, you know, what are you doing? You're not a good writer or whatever. Like, it's like <laughs> you know, you hear that, you know, from some people and I think that's silly. And this but often there are things that you look at a movie and you go, oh, they could have cut that. They could. I, yeah. There's not many things in this movie that I would just straight up like, oh, they could have cut that. I, I, I really, I, there's not too much. I, 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 I can think of a handful of, okay. of, of small scenes. Yeah. Like scenes that I was like, that I remember thinking in the theater, like, oh, well, they gave a, they kind of focused on that a lot. Yeah. I wonder what that's going to have to do with the movie. Uh, specifically, the second scene, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, after the very first scene, uh-huh. the second scene, which is a big tonal shift. Yes. And um, I was thinking, oh, I, it seems funny to think, but I'm like, how is this um, going to play into the rest of the movie? And uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't necessarily. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it definitely, it, it feels episodic, I would say, in, in its pacing. Like, mm-hmm. I can kind of break it up into chunks. Um, for those who are listening and know the structure of the movie, uh, you know, yeah. it's it, everyone with their, uh, their different, the, the different storylines are kind of their own chunks and they don't really cross paths until, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Ozzy, w- w- do you have, uh, you know, sometimes you, uh, famously struggle to come up with negatives for these movies. Uh, do you have anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that might be a problem. <laughs> I have no negatives in this movie. <laughs> so you're, this is a perfect movie. Zero. Are you on the Aussie? Are you to on me, the Terryon train? To me, this is. To me, this is. This is because this is everything. This is everything that I, I wanted as as a sequel to Infinity War. This is everything that I that could have that I could have wanted. You know, the only thing you know, we you know that I'm not happy about, which we'll discuss in, in the spoiler review. Mm-hmm. And if you guys haven't watched it, then watch it. It is the end. But even then, it's you know. It's not, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I this is, this is, this is you know, this beats Infinity War. It's super good movie, right? I is, agree. I think this is better than Infinity. This is this is, um, and I and Infinity War to me was last year the best thing that the MCU has put out. Also so, agreed. Um, yeah. So this and that and the fact that this beat that is incredible. So. Man, there's nothing, as something that, you know, this had to do, in my opinion, trip, you know, double the, double the hype, you know, you had to mm-hmm. conclude, you know, you had to conclude this saga, and on top of that, you had to top, or be just as good as, as, pre- as, his, as his predecessor, which was last mm-hmm. year, so, and, and it topped that, so, this movie to me is, is, absolutely amazing even if you want to dissect it break it down say this could have been taken out this could have been taken out at the end of the day you sat there and you loved this movie mm-hmm. yeah oh absolutely and, <laughs> whatever yeah I you know and and to me i mean this is this is i mean like you know i can't give the movie you know obviously i mean there there may be like if i, if I have to like negrit there may be some scenes or maybe something that i did have a problem with but to me this movie's like over a nine you know, and I'll rate it, but I mean, this is this is definitely like over. Go for it, Ozzy. Are we rating it? Oh, I didn't realize that. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. So what you have to say? 
I mean, I guess I wouldn't. Not that I'm not saying that. Like uh, we said, things could have been taken out. That taken out. That doesn't mean that I would have taken them out. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine. This could. This movie could have been four hours, man, and I would have been fine. I, you know, just <laughs> more. I want more character interactions. I want more of this stuff because I know it's. You know, we're not getting much more of it. You know. There's only one other Marvel movie this year. Well, I mean, there's, there's been three Marvel movies this year, but the future is uncertain for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what they're going to do after this. And I yeah, knew that. Of, so yeah, because, like, I mean, and, and we'll talk about it more. In the, um, we'll milk this movie, movie, trust me. We'll get a couple yeah, episodes but, but, out of this. But, I mean, but, I mean <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you know, and my, 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 friend's, um, my friend's brother texted me, you know, he goes, Man, I don't know how they're going to top this. Um, so I mean, it's I it's, ob- it, it's yeah, and it's and it's. I mean, the good thing is, I mean, you know, Joe and Anthony Russo, you know, they're they're more than willing to come back. You know, they do you know they do want to take a you know a couple of years break, which you know is reasonable, which I do think is going to happen because they're you know going to be uh, definitely setting up these these newer characters up. So you know, of course, but I mean. Uh, it's obviously, I mean, to me, I mean, it's, it's going to be a long, if they do, I mean, I, I have, I have faith in Marvel at this point, hundred percent, because the fact that they exceeded expectations and infinity war and again, and in end game twice in a row, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see them. I don't see them not doing it again. So, I mean, <laughs> for me, this is, man, I mean, yeah, this is, this is great, man. This is really <laughs> cool. I mean, I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the movie. Did any of you guys cry? I almost did. I almost did. I almost did. I might have teared up once. I don't know. Like I can't remember specifically. I, I yeah. probably I need to watch the movie again. Um, I felt it. I felt it but... coming a little bit. Like yeah. I was just like, oh. yeah, I think, <laughs> there was yeah, people was crying the in my theater. Me. And I was just like, man, I really want to cry. But I had my girlfriend right next to me. Then I had my best friend right next to me. And I was like, man. Ah. I can't. Can't do it. Can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I myself. <laughs> yeah. And ever, ever since Infinity War, like honestly, that was that's what I was dreading the most about this movie was you know sitting in a theater with like twenty five year old women like openly weeping like I can't uh, that really got on my nerves in Infinity War <laughs> so um, like yeah so I was not looking forward to that aspect of it. Uh, I have to say it wasn't as bad this time around um, in terms of like. There was literally an Infinity War. There was a girl like just sobbing. I'm like, oh my gosh, please stop. <laughs> I don't know. What to, I don't know. <laughs> it's so annoying. There's no reason to cry. Look, I'm not saying like, you know, there's no reason to get them, but she's like, you know, it was excessive. Okay. Like somebody died right Oh, next you her. said that the person who has another four films in development died. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I'm going to give my usual spiel that I always give um, because, you know, it, it came up. You know, this is not something I make up. I am routinely, you know, uh, I routinely have people, like, being like, why did you hate the movie? And it's like, I didn't hate the movie. I love the movie. Uh, well, it's why didn't you give me a 10 out of 10? I mean, it's not a perfect you know, movie. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's just, uh, this happens all the time. I don't have to give a movie a 10 out of 10 for me to love it. Please mm. shut up and leave me alone, all of you. That's also, bad. like, 
I mean, just on general principle, you can't give every good movie a ten out of ten. Thank you. Like you'd be a bad, you'd be a bad reviewer. I had somebody it, yell it, at me for Deadpool, not calling Deadpool a ten out of ten. Are you kidding God, me? No. What? Get, get out, leave me alone. <laughs> get out of here. I hate you. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I have to say to that. Um, yeah. No, 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 um, yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys have anything else uh, you want to say? Spoiler free. I, I know everyone really wants to like dive into this movie. We will do it. I promise you, we will do it. Uh, mm. Just gotta wait. Be patient with us a little bit. I might even release the, that next episode a little bit later in the week, just so I have time to like compile people's thoughts about it. Because I'm, I am not having a two-hour discussion with TD and Brianna. It's not happening. Okay, so uh, we're not doing it like we did with Black Panther. It's just not going to happen. So um, we, I might try to break it up and like have different people call in and, at different times and piece it together, edit it together uh, nicely and stuff like that. We'll see. So just be patient on the spoiler review. Um, that's what I'll say on that. But do you guys have anything, any other spoiler-free thoughts uh, before we, I mean, Ozzy, you want to rate this movie in this episode? What do you want to do? Uh, I'll let you go first. So you do want to rate it. Okay. Um, well, Noah, do you have any other spoiler-free thoughts before we get into ratings? I do not, but I'm sure I'll think of some. But, I mean, that's what the other review's for. It's fine. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Ozzy, I think you might be shocked here. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. What? Um, yes. Carlos. Uh, I am, you know, Carlos, I am, you know, honestly, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Look, I think, I think, honestly, this is like, this is the best MCU movie. And I do think that this stands, I think this will stand uh, up as its own singular entity. Like, I know it's kind of, you have to view it in tandem with Infinity War. Um... But in terms of character moments, they do a good job of establishing, re-establishing these characters. If you don't have any previous knowledge of who they are, I still think that some it's impactful. I do think this is impactful because I think they take the time, like we were talking about earlier, to give you reason, even just within this movie, to care. Um, and that's something that I don't think they're able to do as much in Infinity War because Infinity War focuses much more on Thanos. So... Um, but yeah, I, 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 that's my reasoning. Um, uh, before I let you give your rating, Ozzy, uh, Noah actually just, <laughs> he had to go. Uh, he just texted me, he, uh, and, uh, left the call, but he told me that his rating is an 8.9. Uh, he said, just like, uh, Infinity War was also an 8.9. Um, yeah, I, I decided to bump it up to, I think Noah and I are generally of the same thinking on these movies and, uh. I, I just decided to give it that last bump because I, I, I do think that uh, it is an improvement on the last one. So that needs to be acknowledged. Um, uh, and then he also corrected it to be 8.9999 repeating. Um, so he, he's basically as close to a 9 as he can get without it doing it. Um, what Ozzy just replied, and I'm seeing this in real time. Um, anyway, uh, Ozzy, what's your rating? And then once you give your rating, you can sign us out if you want. Uh. Uh, my rating is a 
All right. Jeez. That, that is, <laughs> is that the highest score you've ever given on the podcast? I think that's the highest score I've ever given on the, on the podcast. Um, I'm going to try to watch it tomorrow. Um, I may not be able to just because it's super early in the morning. And I'm already extremely tired from watching it technically today. <laughs> I got done at 2 in the morning. So, um, but... um. Listen, man, I, I, this movie was amazing. It exceeded expectations again. And the fact that it was able to do that, to me, uh, you know, definitely uh, makes the movie just just more worthwhile. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the movie a 9.7. Every time. Like, we, we, we get so close to, like, common ground. And then, like, you just have to up it, like, even more. Like, I... <laughs> That's, you're insane like, you're insane you're actually insane oh my gosh um but anyway uh, ozzy why don't you sign but us out please get me out of here i think i think that you broke me um, this 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 is diversity <laughs> and opinions um but listen guys uh carlos working well, hold on. You're you're breaking up and cutting in and out. Uh, ask that again. Where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, all of it. Um, hopefully, this episode was a bit of a mess to record, but hopefully this will be out um, on Saturday night, Sunday morning. I, I don't quite know. We'll figure it out. Um, and if that's the case, then just wait a couple more days and you'll have a end game, uh, spoiler review, hopefully with, uh, a couple of guests and stuff like that. So, um, be on the lookout for that. And, um, I hope everyone's enjoying the most hype weekend in the history of entertainment. Oh yeah. yeah. I am, uh, I don't think I'm honestly, if I can call out of work on Monday, I would, um, I am not this movie prepared me emotionally for what's to come. So yeah, like this, like if I could call out any Monday of the year, this Monday would be it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some people are like Super Bowl weekend for Ozzy. It's like end game and battle of Winterfell weekend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh man, I just watched, you know, a portion of the Starks get into battle on, on, on Friday. Now I gotta watch the remainder of them go into battle on Sunday, and um, you know I'm just extremely emotionally recuperating right now. Um, you know, and I know it's gonna all drain again tomorrow. So going into work on Monday with people screaming at me with problems that have absolutely nothing to do with me is just not something that's feasible. But we'll go ahead and see. So- <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, guys, you guys can find me on social media, on Twitter, at Caster Ozzy. Also, if you guys want to, uh, you know, give me your uh, thoughts on Infinity War. I'm sorry, not Infinity War. Well, sure, Infinity War. But also Endgame. Um, email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Guys, this is Screenfellas.
I am slowly becoming an alcoholic. 